Ivory Microphone Productions presents a Sports History Podcast. Hello again, I'm Trip Rogers. Last week we talked about the futility that was the New York Mets before their miracle championship of 1969. On this episode, I'm going to tell you the story about one of the most infamous nights in baseball history. In the summer of 74, June 4th, Cleveland, Ohio. In the middle of baseball season, something happened that would change baseball games forever. Something that would cause thousands of dollars in damage, hundreds of injuries, nine arrests, and a riot that would last for more than 20 minutes. What was this something? Beer. It only cost a dime. Let's back up and let's see how things got so out of control. Baseball is known for having fun promotions to get people to come to games. Fireworks, dollar hot dogs, kids' nights. So this promotion was, in many ways, no different. The Cleveland Indians had successfully run a similar promotion in 1971 with Nickel Beer Night, and that went off without a hitch. However, the events leading up to June 4, 1974, are what made this promotion different from the others. A week earlier, the Cleveland Indians and Texas Rangers played a game in Arlington Stadium, which left some fans with a bad taste in their mouth. As the game went on, things got a little turbulent, leading up to a bench-clearing brawl on the field between the two clubs. And after the game, a Cleveland reporter asked Rangers manager Billy Martin, Are you going to take your armor to Cleveland? To which Billy replied, Nah, they won't have enough fans there to worry about. Before we move on to that faithful game, let's talk a little bit about Billy Martin for a moment. Alfred Manuel Martin Jr., or Billy as he was known, had a pretty good career as a player. His time with the New York Yankees was hard on him as he didn't get to play as much as he wished. Eventually, his reputation as a brawler would grow. Opposing players would often slide into second base, hoping to injure him. Yankees manager Casey Stengel stated once, Billy's being hit with the hardest blocks this side of a professional football team. Martin was ejected six times over his 11-year career for arguing or fighting. The last time he was ejected, he got into a fight with pitcher Jim Brewer of the Chicago Cubs, possibly breaking Jim's orbital bone. Once he retired from baseball as a player, he'd move on to various roles as a scout, coach, minor league manager, eventually landing a major league managing job with the Texas Rangers from 73 to 75. In the week leading up to the rematch, local sports media in Cleveland didn't do anything to calm things down. In fact, they continued to fan the flames of the rivalry. The Cleveland Plain Dealer, a local Ohio paper, printed a cartoon the day of the game showing Chief Wahoo, the Indians mascot, holding a pair of boxing gloves with the caption, Be ready for anything. Another question we need to ask, why this promotion? The 1974 Indians were the definition of mediocre. And with an average attendance of about 5,000 people in a stadium that would hold well over 70,000, something needed to be done. Enter the Indians' executive vice president, Ted Bonda. Ted inherited the team in 1972 and watched as they hemorrhaged money for two years. So Ted called in the Brain Trust to come up with an idea. And of course, if you can't come up with a good idea, then steal someone else's. The Texas Rangers had pulled off a 10-cent beer night earlier that year, so why not Cleveland? After arguing amongst themselves over how many ounces of beer 10 cents should buy, they couldn't agree on a number, so they said no more than six cups per visit. 
But even that wasn't regulated. There was nothing in place to keep someone from sending a sober person back for six cups at a time. Well, sometimes a plan can work too well. The promotion was expected to draw around 12,000 people to the game. But with attendance hitting 25,134, the demand for beer was more than they could handle. Finally, someone had a bright idea. The fans could just line up by the outfield fence and get their beer from the Stroh Company trucks. Now let's draw our attention to the game itself. The Rangers took a quick 5-1 lead. The Indians left fielder hit a line drive that hit the Rangers pitcher, knocking him to the ground. This only encouraged the fans as they started chanting, hit him again, hit him again, harder, harder. Encouraged by the crowd and lots of beer, a woman ran onto the field, flashing her breast and trying to kiss umpire Nestor Shylak, who was, quote, not in a kissing mood. As the game progressed, more of these disruptions would occur. A man streaked across the field. Father and son ran onto the outfield to moon fans in the bleachers. More and more of this type of behavior would occur. Eventually, fans would start throwing hot dogs and other food items. Rangers first baseman Mike Hargrove was nearly struck with an empty gallon jug of Thunderbird fortified wine. After a call that upset the home crowd, someone in the stands threw lit firecrackers into the Texas Rangers dugout. You know the expression, it only takes a spark to light a fire? Well, at this game, under these conditions, our spark was named Terry Urich, a 19-year-old fan. Terry ran onto the field in an attempt to steal Texas Rangers outfield Jeff Burrow's cap. When Burrows tried to run away, he tripped and fell. Texas manager Billy Martin thought his player had been attacked and charged the field with his team behind him wielding bats. The spark was ignited and the riot was on. 200 intoxicated fans rushed the field, some armed with knives, chains, and clubs fashioned from portions of the stadium seats that had been torn apart, while others hurled bottles from the stands. 200 fans surrounded the 25 Rangers with more drunk fans coming. Realizing the Rangers were in real danger, Indians manager Ken Aspermani ordered his men to come to the aid of the other team. Armed with bats, they fought their own fans to try and protect the other players. It was truly a riot. Bottles, steel folding chairs, bats, fists all flying through the air. Eventually, the teams would retreat through the dugouts in small groups while other players fended off the attackers. The teams fled into the locker rooms and locked the doors. The rioters would continue to rain down destruction with a hail of hot dogs, batteries, rocks, bottles, cups, popcorn containers, and folding chairs. Umpire crew chief Shylak was struck in the head by a part of a stadium chair. He would then forfeit the game in favor of Texas and retreat to the locker room. The rioting would last for over 20 minutes when finally the Cleveland Police Department arrived to restore order. Nine fans arrested, the Rangers escorted to their buses by Indian players. It was truly an infamous night in sports history. Reports of the riot and 10-cent beer night flooded newspapers, they were front-page news, and the Indians were being talked about, but for all the wrong reasons. The season continued on, and Cleveland would do another 10-cent beer night. Only four beers per person were allotted this time. 40,000 people showed up for that game. Eventually, things would go back to normal. Cleveland would finish the season 77-85. and 85. Manager Aspermonte would lose his job. 
From my research, I could not find anyone fired over this or if any real blame was laid at the feet of an individual. Some blame the umpires for not maintaining control, while others blame circumstances that led to it. And as of 2008, the stolen bases never recovered. And finally, both Cleveland Municipal Stadium and the Indians no longer exist. The stadium was torn down to make way for a new football stadium for the Cleveland Browns. The Indians had moved to a downtown stadium seating only 45,000. And the Indians changed their team name. This year, they became known as the Guardians. So the infamous 10-cent beer night run by the Indians is now history. On our next podcast, we're going to discuss the day disco died, the disco demolition of 1979. The Sports Podcast is an ivory microphone production. I'm Trip Rogers. Thanks for listening. Make it a great one.